You're listening to The Wilder Podcast, episode two. I'm your host, Carson Dupree. On this episode, I have my friend Jessica Yellis. Jessica Yellis is a fashion stylist, blogger, and social media consultant based in Portland, Oregon. She and I met in Tyler. I used to work with her sister, Lindsay, at Barnes & Noble, and we connected instantly over a brief meeting. I think you'll hear us talk about it, but I think it was at Marvel Slab Creamery, which is a little strange. Um, but... We get a little deep in this interview, as I suspect we will in most, but we talk about a bunch of fun stuff like social media and fashion and how to get out of the fast fashion trap. We go back to Jessica's roots, but we also talk about some stuff like race. Yeah, we talk about discrimination and we also touch on feminism, but... We talk about the divide in our cities and where we're from, which I think we should all be very aware of, especially coming into a new culture and like starting a culture on top of a culture that's already there. I think that that's really important as millennials, the largest group since the baby boomers, we should really be mindful of, you know, where we're putting our roots. And as a community, realize that we can all coexist we don't have to like, you know, you'll, you'll listen and you'll hopefully get that out of this podcast. It definitely took a turn that I wasn't anticipating, but I was very, very happy about. I'm also so happy about all of the people that listened to the first episode. There were so many more than I thought there was going to be. Um, I love you guys. I really love you guys. And I want to hear more from you. And thank you for everybody that contributed to the podcast. Thank you. You're so sweet. Like I said before, this is a passion project for me. So um, yeah, my dogs, can you hear them? They're coming in. I should have walked them up. But any either way, I am going to just dive right into this episode. And I hope you enjoy with Jessica. Good morning, Jessica. Hello. Good morning. Hi. Hi. Okay, so you're in Portland, Oregon right now, correct? Yes. 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 Good morning. She's two hours behind me, everyone. So we've been chatting for a few minutes now, and uh, she's she's just waking up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm over here. Carson's already probably had like a full day's worth of activities. I'm like, okay, let me, let me, let me get my coffee. Let me get my. (laughs) Come on. Um, Okay. Do you remember how we met? Oh my gosh. I, uh, all I know is it's through my sister. It was hazy. It's hazy, right? Okay. I was going to try to backtrack with you. Okay. So I worked with, with Jessica's sister, Lindsay at Barnes yes. and Noble, Barnes and Noble cafe. We totally. were, we were babes in the cafe. I remember that was such a <laughs> weird job. Um, I don't, so like, I don't know how we, what we, what did we do? I just have this vague memory of us um, at Marble Slab Creamery. Why were we at oh. Marble Slab? Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Did we go to Marvel Slap? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm like trying to. I, it's so. How did we end up? Because I don't know. I just know my sister was like, oh my gosh, there's this girl, Carson, who I work with. And she's just, she was like, you would just be in love with her. And she has this amazing story. And I just, I think I'm, I remember meeting you like behind like Starbucks bar or whatever. Okay. Yes. Uh, we first. met there. And then we. And then did we, did we go to Marvel Slap? I, girl, I, it wouldn't surprise me because it's kind of right across Broadway in Tyler. It's right there. Okay. I know. Well, I have this memory of you at Marble Slab. And, it, and, I, and I'm the same way. I'm like, how? 
how did we get there? What were we doing there? Did we get anything? I don't think we did. I want to know more now. I know. Like what happened? <laughs> what kind of, maybe we went into like a portal and that's why we don't remember. We did something trippy. Yeah. No, <laughs> we did shrooms. Travel slab. <laughs> You know, they crush up all kinds of things. Yeah, come on. I can't remember. They That's, that's exactly what happened. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's so good. Okay. So, <laughs> Jessica, let's rewind. Let's okay. rewind it back to the beginning. Tell us a little bit about your road toward creating the Style Opal. And you can kind of start by just explaining what the Style Opal is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I graduated from high school in Tyler. Um then I, I thought I wanted to go back to school in Oregon or go to college in Oregon. I applied to 10 schools because I was like, I don't know. I just know I got to get out. Um, ended up at Oregon State studying merchandising management. And so I started the bug. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, I started getting involved with a magazine on campus called Damn Chic Magazine. Um, and... They were just getting started, so they had one. I don't think they had any published issues yet, but um, it started out as a class, out of a, um, a summer class, and a, the summer project was to create an online magazine. Whoever's magazine, um, you know, was the best would be published. Blah blah blah. So they decided to run with Damn Chic Magazine. I got involved there, and um, I got brought on as marketing director, which is really funny because I knew like shit about marketing then (laughs) but that's how I got that's somehow how I got into it something I'd already started to notice was uh I'm always I'm always you know noticing like trends of dress and and what people are wearing like when you know where I'm traveling or just you know moving immediately from Texas to Oregon you know pretty quickly and like in the university environment it's a college town you know so you get a lot of you know, you get a lot of like yoga pants and like sweatshirts and like yeah. half zips and you know just like Nikes. That's what everyone wears, and I mean that's amazing. Um, I don't know. I really, you really just you notice the people. At least OSU, you would notice the people who were I don't know had put together like a really cool outfit. Um, but I was just like fascinated by these people on campus who like really were wearing like something out of the ordinary or really interesting. And I was like wondering what their stories were. So I decided to start uh, taking photos of them and start a street style blog for Damn Chic. So out of that, when I reapplied for the next term, they created, they created a position for me called street style editor, which I was thrilled about. Um, so I kind of just got to run with that and like start directing my first like photo shoots and like, making a kind of more creative editorials and like, you know, taking trends and how you can wear them or like different ways to spin um, trends or your clothes you already have. Beginning of senior year, I studied abroad in Florence, Italy, and it was just incredible, amazing. And I really, I was like, I was in the side of the town where I wasn't, you know, in the like big shopping district, but I felt like I was um, kind of closer to little mom and pa shops and especially like things like, Altiers and like um you know like shoe cobblers and like um I don't know I I can say that that's that's where I started to like fall in love with like I don't know kind of like the slow lifestyle the slower Mm -hmm. living over there just really really inspired me and um the clothes they wore kind of went with that and so and especially when we go and like tour like I don't know 
a factory and just even just walking around. What's really funny is I was mostly inspired by the men's fashion more than anything. Really? So I started, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> the men just put their like pants that fit so perfectly and they're like, Damn. Know, yeah, in the shoes. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Just everything. I don't know. It seemed effortless, but it was beautiful and just so done so well. So I don't know. I didn't always, but I'd always been interested in like kind of androgynous fashion. Anyways, so I decided to, you know, create a style blog to like kind of write about my travels and how that was influencing what I was wearing because that definitely happened. So I decided, oh yeah, I decided to call the style opal because my first um, little market purchase was a beautiful opal ring. And, um, I mean, beyond that, it, um, it's also kind of because, you know, like an opal can reflect every, you know, every color of the rainbow. And it depends on like how it was made up, like the experiences went through during its creation and, um, what it's, what it's next to or what kind of light is on it. And so, uh, I don't know. I believe the same is with your style. Like you don't have to be totally only boho or like you don't have to have this style it's like I'm just minimalist and that's it like I love playing with it and I believe you can kind of have a rainbow of I don't know styles and your style choices and it's a reflection of your life and your story um yeah it's mostly just now it's my style blog and I also am using it um I'm creating a kind of a branch from it where I'm doing kind of some social media stuff it's definitely a little bit in transformation stage right now even that's the main that's the gist I guess of where the style started I was gonna ask because you mentioned the Italy thing okay I was following you for that entire I love it your trip it was insane because I remember being like where is she like is she living in (laughs) she living in fucking Italy she's still there what is she doing (laughs) I know okay well I was gonna ask since you were mentioning like the slower process of like in the in the craft of like actually making these things is that where you fell in love with like sustainable fashion or when did you fall like when did you first get turned on to sustainable fashion like was it in school and was there a turning point for you Yeah, so I had started to learn about it um, in school, you know, through my merchandising classes or, like, um, textile classes. I just had a couple of classes, or I should say professors, who really, like, dove deep into that side. Like, one of my professors was a factory audit, and so she would show... You know, she had photos from when she would audit factories in China, and we we watched... um, a lot of films of um, that involved child labor that was involving, you know, situations where they had like some like little food and space to live. And we also got to see some of the flip side, you know, factories where the workers were getting livable wages. And I mean, and I can't say I've physically been there one day. That'd be amazing. Um, it really comes down to like, I guess, having a few a couple good professors who were like hey this is important by the way um this is how you can she was like by the way if a price tag looks <laughs> too good to be true it probably is because one day yeah. because we were watching all these you know like documentaries and like her photos and I was like well how do we you know what can we do how do, how can we know and she was like if the price tag is looks too good to be true it probably is so um yeah when I was in Florence I uh 
there was good there was good shopping definitely but i i still was like you know like oh what's at this uh what's at this uh you know fast fashion retailer that we had that we have in the u.s but they probably have different things here so i got i don't know i remember like I basically made the decision like okay after I um bought my last little um it's like a cardigan with white dots on it it's really cute I still have it but it totally just like symbolizes like the last piece of fast fashion yeah. I bought like that you know that's totally. it there's I mean you, you I know you're a big um on vintage and thrifting obviously and there are so many other ways to do it I know. Yeah, totally. And uh, for those of you that are listening that don't really know what we're talking about, um, I can just kind of give you like a brief that like and a really, really, really easy, easy starting point to like um, get into or get out of fast fashion would be watching the true cost and it's free you can stream it on their website but basically the true cost debuts like it revealed the effects of the textile industry through the eyes of factory workers predominantly in bangladesh and cambodia um and like one thing that really i don't know if this was anything for you that like you guys learned about i'm sure you did because in Mm -hmm. 2013 there was that 80 story textile factory named Rana Plaza that collapsed and killed a hundred or 1,130 yeah. workers. I'm looking at the figure right now because I remember yeah. that really sparked my interest. And I was like terrified. It said in injuring an additional 2,500, making the de- the deadliest modern structure collapse in human history. And I mean, that building was filled with women and children that were making yeah. like shitty clothes for us to buy for totally. like a dollar. <laughs> and they yeah. died like thousands of people just like oh, you're yeah. just just dead. And like, that was what <laughs> that's so dire. Like, that's so scary. Yeah. I know, like, that's really extreme. And there are just some people that aren't pay- are paid well. And their working conditions are that aren't that severe. But um, yeah, so that's just something that I definitely um, resonate with. And do you have like, what are some small steps that you recommend those listening, to, like who are interested in making these changes? Like, do you have any like small little tips? Like, thrifting yeah. or small tips for yeah, like starting to kind of break out of fast fashion and figure out your other options. Yeah. Yeah, because I know especially as like, you know, maybe <clears throat> a lot of your listeners could be like, in their 20s are still in school. I know people feel like, oh, if I don't have money, I, you know, like yeah. they're like, fast fashion's my only option or totally. fast fashion's my only option. And, um, but um, one good place to start, I mean, if, if uh, especially if thrifting kind of intimidates you, like going to look at your um, local consignment stores would be one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not just Goodwill, but like, you know, like your little uh, consignment shops that are like, there's like one location and there's a lady that's a badass lady that's running it. And, and I mean, the prices are going to be the same, like pretty similar, I feel like to, you know, to some of the ones you would find where you would shop normally. But, um, you know, the secondhand, they're just worn a little bit, but they're very well, usually very well selected and like going to be in great condition. But wouldn't you say, yeah, the prices are kind of, comparable at some of those consignment shops I, I, I definitely think so I definitely and honestly like if it is like the style and the cut of these clothes that draws you to the fast fashion there and I mean and your your wallet you can probably like search honestly places like Plato's Closet if you want like yeah. if you want the like newer stuff you don't want yeah. to pay the price like Plato's that Closet is secondhand you didn't total. directly buy it from the source and yeah, yeah right like I've had yeah. good luck there for sure uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
Um, that's a good one. Definitely. Yeah. Places like that. Um, trying to think of like how, I guess just yeah, like I don't know, looking around you, like even just starting with, um, cause a lot of it's just habit, you know, sometimes it's easy to go to those places because you maybe grew up shopping there or you just know that like, you know, you know that you tend to like this stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Um, depending on where you live, I guess, just kind of explore, you know, maybe double the amount on a top that you would at Forever 21, for example, it's going to last you a lot longer and you're going to end up saving money in the long run. But um, I was just going to say, yeah, just, I mean, start exploring where you live more, at least just, you know, maybe take a day and like visit, kind of taking a friend and like maybe, yeah, if you have a friend and you guys are both kind of interested in the idea, just kind of trying to tackle it together and make a day of it and, you know, yeah, <laughs> out there totally. Um, I I completely agree. I was also gonna say, um, kind of on the flip side, and this is kind of more on like the compromising kind yeah. of mindset. Okay, I saw this quote by Emma Watson, and you know she's like hugely involved in like feminism and like um, Definitely. gender equality, and she she also you know she speaks on sustainability and that kind of stuff frequently but i saw this post and i totally it it made me feel a little bit better about Mm -hmm. like just like past purchases and she said that um if you are going to purchase an item and wear it more than 30 times then you can probably consider that a sustainable purchase yeah so i mean like honestly most forever 21 and I'm not just trying to throw Forever 21 under the bus, but you you know what I mean. Like most yeah. most of these like giant industrial whatever businesses, you can't get a good 30 wear like 30 yeah, 30 wears you can. out of them. If you're gonna put it in the washing machine, <laughs> hell no. Like if it's a pair of sandals that was like really cheap and you found them there, and they might have been made by like a whatever a factory like an act in a factory without like you know hands on like needles in your fingers like that kind of situation like okay if you're gonna wear them all summer okay wear them every single day is that like i mean is that gonna serve you probably and i think it's just like kind of being realistic because some people are like oh i can't only afford like these (laughs) these handmade in america bralettes that i want you know but yeah like i definitely think being more conscious right like that that just being educated and aware of these decisions that you make because they do affect the world and other women other women and other people's lives totally yeah um yeah just kind of being mindful about it and like the next time you're shopping like it's so easy to be like well this really cute you know trendy top it's so cheap of course I'm gonna get it and you don't think twice about it but just like just thinking about um you know I mean, especially getting, yeah, watching films like that, True Cost, when you, you talked about. But um, thinking about, yeah, I don't, like, there's so much more behind just how it looks right there in the store. That, that like, piece has been in the hands of who knows how many. And yeah. if it's, and if it's, you know, it could be a bunch of people in the hands you probably don't want. Um, you know what I mean? And dyes and chemicals and things that are, I know, fabric. <laughs> like, it's all up in there. So, yeah. yeah, just be more, yeah, you got it with the mindfulness. Just be more mindful, <laughs> guys. Like, in every area, it always comes back to that, I feel like. Okay, I have a question. Okay, so you're fashion fluent. You've had, you've been, exp- well, blah, 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 sorry. That's you've her. had to have been exposed to, like, some sort of body image stigma in your area of work, correct? Like, have you, so, like, what's your opinion on body image in the media today? <clears throat> Oh, man. Yeah. Where do I start? I know. Uh, Anywhere. God. (laughs) (laughs) 
definitely. Gosh, I don't know. Like <laughs> high school and is such a weird time. Oh, because I really, I don't know. I gave a shit for way too long. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, and you know, I was on the cheer squad and all you of were? that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was doing cheer dance theater choir, those things. But, um, I think especially being in an environment when it's, where it's all girls and all girls who were, um, you know, like girls are freaking judgy. And, mm-hmm. um, I remember, uh, dancing, I think at a studio where, um, not on my team, but on the other team, they even went as far as making sure all the girls were the same level of tan, Really, which is insane. We are told that we all should look this way because everyone can. No, I mean, we're all, we're humans. Our bodies are all so different from each other's. And um, my version of healthy is going to be different than this girl's version of healthy. And um, I remember talking a lot about with girls, like, um, I guess, like, our weight and like our thighs and just like girls being like scared to be, I don't know. Like I remember just being like nervous and being in a swimsuit. I feel like in front of, um, you know, some of like, even like in high school, like if there's a pool party, you're just, I don't know. You're always thinking about it and inhibit like in high school anyways. And like certain times like that, and it inhibits, inhibits you uh, from having more fun and enjoying yourself. But, um, you know, you're all getting ready together. And now I think my conversations with maybe some of my girlfriends when we're getting ready are different than then. But, like, then you kind of, you know, you know how it is. And there's even, like, those classic scenes in movies where the you girls are, like, all in front of a mirror. You're kind of, like, looking at yourself. And then it starts going into this weird space of, like, ah, like if only I was, like, ah, I love everything except for, like, I wish my thighs didn't touch or something really strange like that. Mm -hmm. Or like, um, or like, oh, my arms are just a little too big or like, and you know, then I had no, I had no clue what I was doing to ourselves and our self image then. Um, and I don't know. Yeah. I would like with my girlfriend, I would like experiment with like little, like, um, I don't know. I've never totally gone on diets, I guess until I became a pescatarian. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, I don't, I don't know. It's a very, it's very strange. And like the fact that, I don't know, you, you don't know while it's happening that that's affecting the way you're thinking about yourself and will think about yourself. Um, yeah. in like in those times where we all getting ready together and maybe like talking about that stuff, there wasn't, I don't think, you know, there was as much of like your friends coming back and being like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? You're beautiful. You're amazing. Like you just kind of, you felt like you needed to say something negative too. Yeah. Can you relate to that? You know? Um, and so, yeah, the, yeah that no. fat talk mentality of just like <laughs> one person says something bad about themselves and then it's a domino effect because then you're like, no, you look totally. amazing. You're, so, you're fucking beautiful. And I'm over here looking like my thighs are bulging yeah. out. Look at this bump. Look at this ripple. Yeah. My chest it's, is so flat. Yeah. <laughs> like, but my eye makeup yeah. looks good today. So, yeah. you know, like, yeah. So I guess like, um, yeah, like earlier on, like, I, yeah, you kind of go when you'd hear those negative comments and you kind of respond with negativity. And now I feel like, you know, we would <laughs> respond with just positivity and hopefully yeah. not. I mean, it's really it's like the culture, easy though, to see those things in you. It's yeah. like growing up and seeing like 
your, I don't know, like older women in your life and like seeing the way they connect with other women, their friends. And then we just kind of model that. Like it's a way for us to like a cultural way for us to connect with other people is to be like, oh, we're all insecure. We can all talk about our flaws and like kind of get on that level of just like, you know, I mean, it's kind of something that's funny and it seems normal when you're doing it, but we don't think about how self-deprecating it actually kind of is, you know? Totally. Even if it's not about our body, even if it's just about like, oh, I'm always late like such a loser or I'm the worst like oh yes. or whatever we it's a conversational thing that I think yeah like you were saying like needs to stop we need to be I, like spreading yeah. the love to each other and being like and owning our time owning our decisions totally. being accountable for being like yeah Perfect. well these aren't these don't look like these thighs don't look like your thighs but these are my, my fucking thighs <laughs> and they look I, good <laughs> and they get me around and yeah. I get to walk places because of them exactly I have legs that's amazing <laughs> that's fucking amazing I totally feel you because Uh, that's kind of what you gotta have to come down to in it whenever you start picking apart your body like that uh it's very easy to look at the smallest details that no one gives a damn about um i mean i still you know i still struggle with it sometimes i think everyone does Mm -hmm. but um yeah i think totally just even along the lines of what you said um that's just self-deprecation is really easy and then in in uh instead yeah owning your decisions i've been thinking a lot about that i'm glad you brought that up girl Uh, universe pulling it to you i know (laughs) tag you're it (laughs) (laughs) okay so i have a question since you are involved in social media and i know that you do work with other social media brands and you with the style opal and everything um and I feel like your style is very, very, uh, I love it. And like, I love that you were saying you don't have to pigeonhole yourself to being like only minimal, only uh-huh. boho, you know, all of that, because I totally relate. Um, how do you feel about like the whole, I mean, I know to a degree it is artistic, but the whole perfectionism that comes with Instagram feeds and always being on brand and always having a DSLR photo and all of that, like, do you, have you felt ever felt that? pressure or have you ever just like rolled your eyes at that like do you do you have any issues with that or whatever yeah I think that gosh I mean I think social media gives a space to do a lot of good but there's a lot yeah judgment judgment and negativity and um yeah the fact that um even just if you're using Instagram for like personal use, just for fun, just like, um, yeah, the, ex- the extent that you can go through sometimes to, to think about, is this photo worthy or do I look good enough? Like, uh, I don't know women, there are so many accounts out there too that are, um, <clears throat> I guess this is kind of more specific that are kind of, I don't know, scary. Have you ever gotten to like weird parts of like Instagram or something where it, uh, this is kind of diving into that actually, (laughs) but um, I don't know where it's like the girls are almost like supporting each other to, I don't know, to eat less or like, or like the girl. Yeah. That's its own thing. That is its own. So that's its own thing. Dark place. Yeah, and like the photos are like all of ribs and ribs bones. and like, like her spine Spines. and just a straight photo of a thigh gap and like that's it. And there are like a hundred comments that say perfection. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you girls are like 
15 like please go somewhere else like don't (laughs) get out of here and like i totally i try to report all of that whenever i see it and also instagram but i don't i do not understand because also instagram can like censor and delete a fucking nipple picture but they won't like they won't like just get rid of all of these feeds that are just complete trash like it's so not okay they're just completely enabling like girls to feel like this is okay and like for girls who are trying to like Cause there, I mean, I think that there's definitely a degree of like predisposition to have an eating disorder and you, you know what I mean? Like that, yeah, I get that. But then there's also the girls that are like looking for ways to act out. Like, you know, I mean, that's just how you are when you're really young and like yeah. the younger, these kids are getting phones so, so fucking young and they're all smartphones and they have access to this kind of stuff. Yeah. It just makes me sick. It's just like, yeah. I, I don't know. And it's like, we say this about that. And then there's like all these accounts that I'm sure have like drug use and like, I mean, girl, do you follow <laughs> any of those crazy weed accounts that are just like, but it's just like, I mean, oh. yeah, definitely. But that's, I know it's not the same thing, but I'm just saying like, um, maybe, maybe that's their justification. They're like, well, we're letting you see that so we should be able to let you see this and I don't know I definitely like yeah that good that is scary and uh whoever's listening I definitely like don't want you to seek that stuff out but if you stumble across (laughs) it if you stumble across it please report it or and just I mean these girls need love these girls need love and it's just exactly it's just but, you know, we have to start having conversations like this for that to even, like, be a thing. I feel like the people that ignore it and think that any of these controversial things um, are only acts of attention-seeking, you know, I feel like some of them are definitely, at- like, attention-seeking. But I definitely think yeah. that others are, like, disordered and diseased and yeah. dark and sad. Yeah. Everyone wants to, like, you know, hear words of affirmation one way or the other. So if they, yeah, if they feel like that's where they can get it, I don't know. That is so, that is insightful. Yes, that's so true. Because I, even whenever I struggled really bad, I didn't ever like really grasp that I was just looking for that. Yeah, that affirmation, that kind of like good job. Like you got yeah. this, like here's a goal, achieve it. And yeah. even if it's not like not a healthy goal, like per mm-hmm. se, it was still like something that people would notice and people like, I wasn't ever in the thin post stuff. I don't really think it was a big deal whenever I was doing, yeah. my, doing my thing. But I mean, um, okay. Sure. definitely so so fucked now but yeah, um, yeah. even like I mean, fitspo is even weird too like hashtag yeah. goals oh hashtag God. i wish i look like her you know yeah. like ugh. and like know. having a buff bod is like that's hot i get it like but having right. a squishy bod is hot for most people too like yeah. everybody's different like Th- yeah. That doesn't mean that they're healthy. That doesn't mean that they don't have issues. That doesn't mean that they don't take shits. Like, these people take <laughs> shits. Like, yeah. these are people. Yeah. It's so true. I know. It's weird because, um, what I, you know, and I mean, on a more, like, relatable, like, level, whatever you're putting on social media is, is, is what you're putting out there as your online representation of you or, you know, your brand for some people or just, you know, who you are. And so... Yeah, if you're just focusing on trying to match, I don't know, those those inspo accounts or, um, you know. Well, speaking of inspiration, this is a segue, and it's kind of like <laughs> taking from, like, this quote, the inspiration to, like, what is actually inspiring. Um, who slash, or who are slash were some of the most important and inspiring women to you? Like, they can be figures, they can be, like, people you know. Oh, yeah. Past, present, doesn't matter. Yeah, people who inspire me the most. Um, 
definitely. I mean, the first person that comes to my mind actually is my grandma. Yes! Um, I know. She's amazing. It's good to be, yeah, raised by, like, someone who you admire and look up to so much. So, yeah, I was adopted by my grandma when I was five, but she's just an overall amazing woman. When she was um, very little, I think her second through her fifth birthday, were spent in prisoner of war camp um, under the Japanese in the Philippines. What? And I'm actually reading a book right now that her brother published about it. But um, that's just insane. And so, um, you know, just like the, the lessons that she you know, learned or like what came out of that and what she passed down to me, um, based on those experiences. Like I was taught from very young, not to, not to waste, not to like judge because of race. I'm really grateful that I was raised in a home that wasn't, um, you know, especially in East Texas, like there's a, I mean, there's racism everywhere, but, um, it's bad. Yeah. But I mean, she's just, she, she always was so selfless. Um, and, you know, just taught me to love and to be positive. She's always just so of, of my of my goals and dreams. And she, um, you know, like traveled, um, taught kindergarten for 30 years. She's just amazing. So her, of course. Um, gosh. What's your grandma name for her? Is it Graham? Graham? Oh, it's it's Jima. Jima. <laughs> or Grandma. Jima, like G-M-A. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Thanks, Jima. Thanks, Jima. Hey. You're um, <laughs> uh, Leandra Medine, definitely a man repeller. That would be a big one. Yes. Because, I mean, hell, she celebrates not being so serious about fashion in the world that we are told, you know, we need to be very serious about and know exactly what's coming next. And she's, you know, she has so much fun with it. And she leads a tribe herself of just amazing women. And she has a sense of humor about it. And her style is just unreal. Um, So her. um, And then, gosh. I always, as far as style goes, I always loved, you know, Alexa Chung and Florence Welsh. I love them. Um, And then, yeah. And then on a small, like on another level, just women, women like you, who I noticed are doing badass things and are, you know, talking about good, you know, worthwhile things on their platforms and um yeah ideas totally worth spreading and um I know you and I both love um like bando and design love yes. fest in those <laughs> I fucking love love them I love yeah. them. they're just hilarious they they're the same they don't take themselves too seriously yeah but they get their shit done they yeah. they're there's and they have really great taste Come on. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're some of my fun, the funnest people that I follow. And I'll include them yeah. in the show notes. And I would love to include your Jima, Jima, Jima's brother's book. Yeah. I, I would love to include oh, that as well. Yeah. That sounds insanely Wait. dark and deep and oh, like so, so worthwhile. Um, yeah. I was going to ask. Okay. So pertaining to girl power and feminism, um, have you noticed any cultural differences pertaining feminism whilst moving from East Texas to Oregon? I know you've moved around, but like, um, no, I don't know if it affected mostly. you at all. No, but you're right. Mostly I've lived in, yeah, Tyler, Texas or Corvallis and Portland, Oregon now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So OSU is in um, Corvallis, but I guess I've been in Oregon about five years now. Um, I mean, I need to visit you. 
Sorry. Oh my gosh. Please come do. On. I need to visit you as well. Yeah, come to That's, Nashville. Honestly, uh, Nashville I, is so southern still, and we weren't yeah. really aware of it. I mean, it's a red state. It's really southern. Uh-huh. It's um, a bunch. It's a lot more like Tyler than I would have expected, and. Uh, I am having fun and we do love it here and we have a community. We're building a community right now and I'm, I'm a believer in building a community and sticking with it. I'm sticking with yeah. the decision. I just was shocked yes. by how <laughs> some things are comfortingly <laughs> similar but then other things like the vegan community is kind of small and like, oh, you know, there's like, know. there's a lot of barbecue and there's a lot yeah. of politics like Trump stickers, like bunch of things that oh, like gosh. I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Um, like, but really? Yeah, really? But, okay, Oregon (laughs) and your shift there. As a woman, I think that I was really inspired as soon as I, I don't know how many different kinds of gorgeous, like, women there was and how many, how many different kinds of, like, styles and, like, there was more diversity in general with, um, I just keep going back to style, but. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, what about, like, the economic divide? Is there, like, an economic divide in Portland? Like, yes. Because I feel um, like in Tyler, it was just this rich, and even like demographically, it was like oh, a rich, yeah. white, like money, like oh town. And, and then, then then anyone that didn't fit into the Southern Baptist rich, white bubble totally. was like cast away or like over across town. Yeah, you are an outsider. Yeah. And here it's definitely like, it's kind of, okay, so it's. I feel like there's a lot of controversy going on like here and and I think it was New Orleans when it comes to like Airbnbs and like how East Nashville is kind of like, I don't know, like it really it really depends who you ask. But based on what I'm my understanding is that like people young, like yuppies is what they call us. That's what my landlord called us whenever he, we moved oh into God. our old house. OK, we're all moving here because it's hip and trendy and we're like building our own like culture here over these like different demographics of people's culture. And we're like taking everything and making it new and making it nice and making it expensive and driving rent far, far, far up. And also <laughs> like so that they can't even live in their family's town like they're part of town that their family has been in and it's totally. really sad because i'm like oh i didn't even realize i was a part of this problem until i moved here and i'm a yeah. part of the problem and lots of that yeah okay and like also like the airbnb thing like in new orleans there was like yeah. i think there was this suit or i don't want maybe it was memphis i don't remember um but basically like they like they were saying that it's so unfair because everything that could have been like a rental that was a normal price is an Airbnb for like uh like the younger like richer white folk in the town like that's what they yeah. were saying and I don't know if this is too controversial to talk about but I'm just saying like it's I worth talking about I think it's worth talking about because like are we thinking like that or are we just thinking like I want to buy a house someday rent it out Airbnb style mm-hmm. and like not really care like in a, in a hip area make a shit ton of money and like if you can't afford it too bad because I'm making a profit and yeah. I'm taking over your town and I think we just need to like be inclusive and integrative and like see what we can do 100%. to help our community it's a community we don't need to b- come in and build our own culture and forget about what was here yeah totally oh my gosh our whole everyone in our country should be thinking about that i know um, right? and then i live in yeah maybe the most gentrified part of portland um and if i one of the most maybe i shouldn't say the most but i live in um, northeast portland and if i go Oh, if I walk five minutes in one direction, I'm going to find the coolest, newest little like shops, you know, and the little trendy uh, coffee bars. And uh, if I go five minutes the other way, I'm going to find 
condemned homes and stuff just totally yeah like homes that are yeah falling apart people are still living there and you know there are less and less of them but yeah exactly they can't afford to you know gentrification yeah yeah, definitely it's so it's so corrupt like I think it's kind of just dark and twisted whenever you really think about it because you you know us we're young we're like in the millennial group and like we're like the biggest what we're the biggest generation since the baby boomers so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of us and I a lot of people want to capitalize on that by being like hell yeah these people want to move to trendy hip places and start (laughs) start their own small businesses and Instagram accounts yeah we're gonna charge them a lot and then there's all these people that don't have smartphones guys they don't have access to Instagram like they don't have this culture that we have and we so they don't understand it so like yeah if they get a little like you know people get a little mad maybe it's because they like have no insight into our culture and we're taking Mm -hmm. their homes and we're taking their jobs and it's like I don't know I definitely right like we have to work together we have to support just like I don't know especially in light of all the recent events I've become way more aware of this stuff and um you know, I just don't want to live my life in the shadows of my yeah. decisions. Like, I don't want I'm to just, be like... Yeah, making... That's totally just... I mean, a part of a lot of we've been talking about, I guess, just like, yeah, realizing what your decisions mean when they ripple out. Being mindful. Just, yeah, yeah, totally. Wow. Thank, about it. thank you for going there with me. That was like, I got a little sweaty. I was like, shit, I'm really feeling this one. You start yelling. <laughs> Are you listening to anybody out there? (laughs) So good. Okay. 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 This question. Let's just go ahead and no segue for this one. Just go into this one. Okay. So I've been following you forever. And I recently noticed, uh, like, you're having, like, this full moon supper club with some friends. Okay. You posted about that. But then I asked about that. And you told me that you had a new project coming up. Yeah. I would love to hear a little bit more. And if it's a secret, you can just hint. Oh, it's you don't... not. Okay, cool. I'd love to know. I can tell. Um, so Soul Moon Supper Club was an amazing event, first of all, that I was brought into. And I ended up uh, being a producer in it. And it was what used to be a retreat for women. And now is a condensed into like a into a supper club format with a with workshops and um, a beautiful dinner. And so that's just basically like a dinner party a supper club where there were 30 women we had a speaker amazing Wendy Westerwell spoke I love her so much comedian um it's about a conversation um on and lifting each other up um how we can do that the theme was abundance so we talked about abundance oh yeah um that was beautiful and there's lots of workshops that's a very quick summary with the same mission yeah my friends and I um, recently started a online community called Upper Left Ladies, and it's Upper Left because it's uh, Pacific Northwest, you know, Upper Left USA. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, we just started it. It's a Facebook group right now, a place for us to support each other, to like put little articles we find interesting, and to just talk about what it's like to be a woman just like in 2016. And um doesn't have to be women living in the Pacific Northwest only, but the reason we... Uh, like, can I join? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'll, jo- like, I'll put you on there right after we have to talk this yeah. call. <laughs> and I can, link, um, I can link to that as well for oh, all of you awesome. that want to join us in this group. Can you rename... Can you tell me the group one yes. more time? It's called Upper Left Ladies. Upper Left Ladies. Yeah. So it's me and two girlfriends that just decided to... Um, start it and we'll have meetups here in portland every month so excited with different little oh my gosh. themes and workshops and um you know just something and people are really excited about it it's 
I don't know. I feel like if you give a safe space to like talk about these things, people go crazy. And like, we all need to support each other and talk, you know, get our, yeah. get our shit out there and just, totally. you know, manifest the good stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. I'm really excited to be part of it. That sounds like a really, really cool thing for the next year. I would love to come and like, maybe oh for one gosh. of your events, we could like, we could do yes. something. I would love to do that. That would be oh my, I would die. so cool. I'm trying to travel more. And I would, of course, Colin would be coming with me. At the end of every podcast, I'm going to just uh, wrap this up. I'm not sure if I want to call these quick fire questions, but basically everybody knows what a quick fire round is. So I'm going to go ahead and say these are Ooh. my quick fire questions. Okay. And I have not prompted you with any of these questions. <laughs> no, she's not. So, so here we go. Improv club in high school. Oh, <laughs> yeah, girl. Okay. So I've got, okay, but I have two categories. I have, here's my sexy voice that we were talking about earlier. Okay. Categories. Jessica. So we've got the deep, Hello. deep, deep category. Gross. Okay. And then we have a funny category. So we're going to go into the deep, the deep. Okay. Okay. First question. Name three things you've accomplished this week. Oh my gosh. Um, this week. A, they can be small. Yeah. A lifestyle photo shoot. Um, Bing. I made oatmeal cookies. <laughs> Bing. <laughs> and... Um, 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 I made progress cleaning my room. (laughs) Three things. Yes. It just reminds us that we are living and we are just present. You know, we did it. We did it. The little things you are accomplishing off your to-do list are very gratifying. Those sound great. I want a cookie though. I had a planner in front of me. I'm like, maybe I can think of other things, but this is what's. (laughs) That's what came out of the heart for the quick fire. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So. Here's another deep question. So we spoke on a bunch of things and it doesn't have to be any of these things. It could be anything, but what would you like to see more of in the world? Mm. Damn. Just, uh, pu- yeah. Pure, just pure love with no, with, you know, with no inhibitions or preconceptions, just be, just, you know, us looking at each other as other humans who are more similar to us than different us oh my god so good i love that it's beautiful that's like one of those tweet this like little things so good okay okay so what's something your inner critic always tells you Mm, that it has to be perfect um and that you have to do a million things before you can actually get to this goal whereas um instead of just jumping into it hey so yeah. I totally know that. Okay, so what can you say back? What do you say back? Or what do you do to combat? What do I say back? I say done is better than perfect. Sometimes, like, you know, just starting, just go, go going there, getting, you know, the first round of whatever that shit is. Yeah. Done, and just, yeah, done is better than perfect sometimes, really. So true. Um, and then you learn and you grow and you just, you know, what it's never going to end up the way you think it's going to end up no matter what your project is anyways. Um, uh, and that's part of it. And that's something, yeah, I've been working on telling myself <laughs> progress, not perfection, baby. Yeah. You know, just like yeah. you're done. Not perfect. I love yeah. that. That's so what good. is perfect. I don't know. Who, yeah. It's, it's so <laughs> subjective. I feel like it's for whoever, whatever is perfect to whoever, like whatever. Yeah. My perfect is different than your perfect. Like my, per- yep. my idea of a perfect, I don't know. Day would be like waking up 
early as fuck and then like having coffee like pooping going on a run you know like <laughs> yeah. i have my perfect if it was gonna be perfect you guys that's what that's you know amazing. okay so i ha- i get really perfectionistic too and we just kind of have to be like you know just one step at a time to, yeah. that's what those three accomplishment things are really important because uh-huh. you gotta kind of okay so we're gonna go to the funny round okay, okay. so <laughs> This is kind of stupid. What would your superhero name be? And what would your power be? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. My superhero name and power? Yes. I got to think fast. Um, I think it'd be really fun to fly. Duh. Duh. Um, And so I would be like. um, Would you flap or would you just zip up? I don't know, man. With your arms to the side? It'd probably be fun to flap a little bit, but then just, like a bird, little phoenix up in the sky. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'd be like, um, I'd be like, um, something like, to, oh gosh, winged Jupiter lady. I like that. You can like harness all the powers of the planets and like, like, (laughs) closer to the sky. Yes. Okay. That's a good one. That's really creative. Um, okay. So what's one food that you hate? Like that I hate gag me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I eat most things. (laughs) It's really hard for me. Yeah. Um, I don't like, I don't know. Um, Oh, you know what I really don't like that's really random? I don't hate it, but, um, like, lemon-flavored cookies or things that are um, Creamy way lemon. too, like, pickly. Or, like, Ooh. which I know are really things that people really love, and especially right now. But I can eat, like, one pickle, and then I can eat, like, a bite of a pickle, and I'm done. That makes it's my tongue hot. hurt, like, just thinking about the... It's a lot. Okay, yeah. Colin is... He has a phobia of like vinegar so it's like really? yeah he won't go near any pickled things if i like pour out like an old sauerkraut jar he just like <laughs> vomities like ugh, hate You're that. Like, here you go babe <laughs> yeah like ooh, just leave him around the house like just in the kitchen okay so what's your favorite dessert dessert oh my gosh these are so fun um it can be specific it doesn't have to be anything you've ever made but it can be like i ate this cheesecake one time yeah i you know what i've been thinking about lately that i love to marble slab it's about actually yeah something like that you know those little dirt in a cup things those little hell yeah uh, oreo crumbles with the whip Mm -hmm. yeah so something like that that involves like we could do it like a vegan version yeah, if we could do a vegan version of that, I'd be really happy. <laughs> we could do that, and then we'll just sit around and eat them. Okay. Cool. <laughs> okay, what's your weirdest obsession? And it doesn't have to be anything, like, good oh. or bad. It can be – it doesn't have to be anything, like, super mm. serious. But, like, what do you, I've, like, obsess over the most, and it's the weirdest thing? I obsess – yeah. I hmm. – it's interesting because I'm not – I'm, like, naturally, like, pretty – type be like disorganized i definitely obsess over my planner that's not that weird though but i obsess over what else yeah i mean i'm definitely like looking at my planner all the time but, <laughs> but as far as like weird things go there's so many yeah do you have any like pet peeves that you can think of off the top of your head that you like obsess over like stop doing that like can oh you not? yeah I, when you i hate people leave the um the water running when you brush your teeth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're, like, wasteful. Yeah, well, yeah, I know, but it's... But, I mean, I, have, I definitely have 
funnier ones than that. I mean, <laughs> um, I'm becoming more obsessive about about my fingernails. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. 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 If I wake, no matter what time I wake up, I have to have breakfast food. In the, I can't have like lunch first thing in the morning. Yeah. I just can't. I can't have anything but breakfast type food in the morning. I'm like that too, but I only eat sweet be- breakfast. Like I can't it's have hard. savory breakfast. I've just never been that person. I'm never it's like. Hard. Yeah. Well, if you don't eat ice too, it's like, and if you go out to eat, you're like, what do I? Like, do I, yeah, I don't want a bunch of scrambled soy, everyone. Like yeah. you're like, get a tofu scramble. I'm like, I don't fucking like, want one. Like, I'll make one if I want one. It's like, like two steps. Yeah. I'm going to have coffee and then I'm going to have a smoothie. And if they're both sweet, you can just get over it because that's what I want. <laughs> Or whatever. Whatever. Yes. I loved it about Italy. I was like, hell yeah, everyone just drinks some coffee and a pastry in the morning. I can do this. And we'll just. We'll walk all day. And then we walk all day. (laughs) And then we eat pasta. Yeah. Hell yeah. You need those carbs to like sustain you, like power you through. Yeah. Power you through your walks all day. Um, You want to explain what a a style swap is? Because um, I've been invited to one and I've actually never been. And I'm sure everybody would love to know what they are. I mean, that was technically my first one, I should say, actually. Okay. Um, I just read a bunch about them before I did them. So, yeah. So, the way I um, had it set up is I uh, just say, you know, we were doing a spring, going into spring uh, swap. So, you go, I mean, and for some of them, you can bring any season of clothes. But you go and bring in, like, bags of just, you know, clothes that you haven't worn in, like, a year or just clothes that you don't want anymore that you never wear or that's been sitting in your closet that you yeah like not touched um spread all the clothes out on tables and we actually did something fun where like each bag of clothes uh you bring is equal to like one raffle ticket we had a raffle and that was fun but um really I mean there are a few different ways to set up but really all it is is you know once they're all spread out you just kind of go and you can have for us anyways it was kind of just like open-ended you just like go and you can take from whatever is on the table and you leave with a lot of clothes that's awesome Um, okay well do you have anything else like where can where can the listeners find you um you can find me on most all social media instagram mostly at the styleable which is o-p-a-l apparently it sounds like i'm saying the styleable like oh weird person no, but it's opal um, style opal like the stone like beautiful <laughs> opal pretty pretty and you yes. guys can check her out on any of her social media platforms and i will include all of that in the show notes so thank amazing. you jessica i love you're you you're amazing carson i love you this is like it's so good to talk to you after so long and we have much more catching up to do later and i'm so stoked for your podcast and Thank everything you. that is yes